Hello and welcome to the Eternity Project podcast. My name is Matt Corrigan and I'll be your host along with my wife Esther. Eternity Project is a UK-based Catholic ministry sharing the teaching of John Paul II's Theology of the Body. We really believe that this teaching can change hearts, lives, families and even society as a whole. In this episode, we are talking about what John Paul II calls the dimension of the gift. In essence, how we can receive his gift to us and make a gift of ourselves in return. Um, Welcome back. It is still Christmas season. It is indeed. We're loving Christmas. Yeah, we are continuing to celebrate. Hope you are too. This episode we are talking about what JP2 calls the gift of self or the dimension of the gift and this is all about how how the world around us how every person and how we ourselves uh, can be a gift and the kind of the i don't know the world view that that he gives us in theology of the body is all about this idea of seeing every person every situation the world around us as gift esther why don't you break that open for us yeah so when we go back to genesis and the account of creation that we've looked at so many times already. Hmm. Um, if we look a little bit closer, there are two real references to, to God making gifts to us. One is, as we've discussed in previous episodes, the gift that Eve is to Adam, and obviously therefore the gift that he is to her in return. And the other one is the gift of creation. So God creates Adam and Eve, and then he says to them, you have dominion over the earth. You know, it's, hmm. it's your responsibility to name the animals to govern the the soil to um to till the soil and you have responsibility for the creation that i've made around you yeah and he's prepared that in advance he's he's spent five days creating this world for them to live in and on the sixth he's created adam and eve in order to give them this gift that he's created for them and so creation is a gift to man and also vice versa man is a gift to creation God has entrusted creation to them on the understanding that he trusts them and gives them that responsibility to look after it and to care for it well. Yeah. So man is also a gift to creation. But that kind of reciprocal gift of man and of creation only makes sense in as much as man is man. So if we think about the point in that story where Adam realizes that he's different he recognizes that there's something different about him as human versus everything else that God has created. And we hear as well that that is that man has been created in the image of God. Well, what does that mean? It means that he has God's view on the world. So creation is then understood as a gift only because Adam is made in that image of God. So Mm. he is able to see that creation in the way that God created it in the first place. God viewed it as a gift Adam is made in God's image and therefore he can also see it as a gift. Yeah. Yeah, it's that that word we hear perhaps quite often about you know, stewardship, um, that, that God has made us stewards mm. of creation and, um, and and therefore we have a responsibility, don't we, to, uh, yeah. to care for it. I suppose when we see it in that way, you know, that creation is a gift to us, I think it gives us that sense of responsibility. You know, you wouldn't take a gift that someone's given you and you know, throw it in the trash or something. Mm. You, know, you you even if you didn't like it that much, you know, you might uh, 
find a way anyway that's the, the, the metaphor is breaking down now <laughs> move on from that but it's um, also true that it that creation is a gift to all of us it's not just a gift to the farmers among us yeah absolutely um and I, I, you know, as as we're speaking i can almost hear pope francis words you know oh, in laudato yeah. si yeah. kind of resounding you know what what he says about you know how, how we've treated the world like it's got this unending stream of resources yeah. when when it just doesn't yeah and, and that, we've taken you know, the gift for granted. Yeah, and that we've we've turned much of the world into a you know a pile of filth ultimately. Yeah. You know, not to put too fine a point on it. And so for us, a practical way that this looks like h- how do we treat the world around us as a gift? It's it's you know is trying not to have that kind of consumerist mentality of I can get what I want, so why don't I just do it? Mm. And so we we try for example to to buy ethically sourced products as much as possible you know we try to get our meat from a butcher because we know that it hasn't traveled halfway around the world to be you know on that plate we know that, that, that normally when it comes from the, the butcher that we know it, it's been it's, it's been treated familiar. well it's you know looked after in their lifetime other other ethical products you know thinking about like, I don't know, like jewelry or cleaning you know products. cleaning products yeah. yeah we try and look into the the kind of products that we buy and the impact that that where our money goes has on the world around us and i wouldn't want to say to to someone you know someone listening to this i wouldn't want you to think that we're judging you for every product that you buy that has got you know some kind of unethical nature to it because you know it is really hard to to buy only ethical products and to only treat absolutely everything in a perfect way that is really difficult but I suppose for us we've been on a bit of a journey with it and Mm. and every so often there's one product in our home that we realize oh we can actually really easily do better with this yeah and I think did it start with um did it start with nappies Uh, that was probably one of the originals in my head it started with nappies we realized that actually it was really easy to get reusable nappies that the lack of landfill waste there and, and and you know washing them actually is ultimately better and and yeah i think that that's one way for us it started with that and we started mm. thinking more and more what are the little things that we can do in our home that actually don't inconvenience us anymore that can treat the world around us in yeah. a better way i think that's key as well just those little things it's mm. not about being perfect i have a friend who downloaded an app that would tell you the ethics of any company you could scan any product in the supermarket <laughs> and it would tell you all the ethics of the company that made it and within about a fortnight his wife was tearing her hair out and begging him to delete this app because she said we can't buy anything anymore we can't mm. make it around the supermarket and i'll pick up something and put it in the trolley and he'll put it straight back yeah. because he scanned it and it's telling him it's no good mm. you know that there's probably to most companies there's that downside yeah. but it's about thinking what are the little changes that i can reasonably make yeah and over time those little changes can make a bigger difference yeah so the second type of gift that i referenced earlier was um the gift of adam and eve to each other now we've talked about this in previous episodes around the idea of communion of persons Um, and we looked at that in the light of sort of original unity but essentially also what communion of persons means is living as a reciprocal gift so john paul talks about this as uh, communion of persons means living in a reciprocal for in inverted commas in a relationship of reciprocal gift so both parties in this communion of persons have to be consciously giving of themselves continually in order to keep that um that cycle Mm. of giving and of being in unity going Mm. 
And in that section as well, he uses this phrase, which is, um, I don't know, it's, for me, it's like it's one of the, the theology of the body key phrases. It's a really good one, but it's something you have to get your head if around. If you're going to look at jargon, this would be right this, up yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, he talks about what is called the spousal meaning of the body. Um, and so let's break that open. So what is he's saying is to be a spouse means, or to be spouses rather, means to be one with another person. You know, as we, we read in scripture, you know, the two become one flesh. That's that spousal nature. And what he's saying is that the body itself has a spousal nature. So when we look at the body and its male and female reproductive parts, they reveal to us a physical reality. They reveal to us a spousal nature. Mm-hmm. And so we can say that the man in his maleness and in his physical bodily maleness is a is a giver of a gift and the the woman in in her bodiliness receives that mm. gift uh, and as such to become one and as such to become one exactly and so it's through that spousal nature that that the two become one flesh and that's that has real you know practically implications for us doesn't it it's you know you, know, you might be sat there thinking well i'm i'm not married or i'm a i'm a priest or i'm a sister so so does this mean anything for me well actually of course it does still because in essence you can still give or receive a gift and in your in your body that that can mm. still be reflected and your body um, is still speaking a language that you can't deny yeah yeah absolutely so that brings us really nicely to um to the core of this section of theology of the body around the dimension of the gift john paul talks a lot about what he calls the freedom of the gift so essentially what he means here is how do we make that reciprocal gift of self? Well, we have to be free to make it. Otherwise, it's not a true gift. And in one of the documents from Vatican II, so a document called Gaudium et Spes, it says that man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of self. It's a beautiful phrase. It is an amazing phrase. And actually, yeah. um, I, I believe that uh, this is kind of John Paul's mm-hmm. stamp on Vatican II. Gaudium yeah. et Spes was, was kind of, he was the the driving force behind that document. Mm. And this is him kind of sneaking a little bit of theology of the body actually yeah. into that Vatican II document. And they say, don't they, that that John Paul actually was writing theology of the so body. So I've heard. At the same time as sitting in these big sessions. I love that image of him sitting in all those conferences discussing yeah. Vatican II and sneakily making notes on yeah. his own book under the table. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, so going back to that, that phrase, man cannot find himself except through a sincere gift of self well in his theology of the body john paul actually um takes that step further and he says except through a disinterested gift of mm. self so it has to be a sincere gift and it has to be disinterested which means not kind of passive and, and disinterested as in not interested but disinterested as in not focused on on yourself you're not giving because of what you're going to get out of it you don't care what the the result for you is it's about giving to the other person mm. So if man can't find himself except by giving himself, then how do we give ourselves? We have to be free to give ourselves, which means that we have to own ourselves. Hmm. And John Paul talks about this as self-mastery. So what he's saying is, as he refers to this section of, of Guardian et Spes, is that the timeline of this gift giving has to be self-mastery first, so we take control yeah. of our own desires and of our own will, followed by then giving a gift of that self that we then own. Yeah. And in doing so, 
the third and final step there is that we find ourselves mm. and it's interesting to think about this because it's so countercultural yeah. to see things that way you know in a sense the world has sort of gained a confused view around this because we've learned to be selfish so we want to find ourselves you know that's such a a cliche overused phrase you know we we're doing everything we can to find ourselves through all these different methods and, mm. and mediums but if we're not willing to master ourselves and then to make a gift of self mm. that quest is pointless we can't find ourselves mm. and so it's that self-interest it's not disinterested anymore is it it's self and get itself involved mm. um and self-centered mm. that we're not going to be able to find ourselves when we have that kind of attitude yeah. It's like when someone says I'm I'm spiritual but not religious. Yeah. It's so easy to say that because being spiritual doesn't require anything of yeah. you. It doesn't mean that you have to live in a certain way. Yeah. When you commit to following a religion, then that makes certain demands of you. And okay, there are some negatives with being too religious or whatever, but, mm. but ultimately when we follow Jesus Christ, he makes certain demands of yeah. us. But those are aimed at truly finding ourselves. Yeah. So just going back to that timeline then, so self-mastery, gift of self, then finding ourselves. Take us back to the, the first step on that, Matt. What does it mean to mm. gain, to, to own ourselves or to find self-mastery? Yeah, I think this is a really, really important thing. To master our desires. You know, if we don't master our desires, then and I'm sure the catechism or JP2 or something says something like how if we don't master our desires, we, it, we indulge them and we become unhappy. I'm sure the catechism right. says something like that. And so yeah, the, the, the catechism is telling us there, mm. you know, we must master our desires in order to be happy. How do we do that? Well, there are a few really simple ways. Fasting and prayer. Now, when we say these things, I can almost hear the groan. <laughs> <laughs> but I think fasting's great. Um, not that I like it, not that I'm good at it, but that I know when I do it well, which is not that often... When I do it well, I feel more myself. And and we have to be careful with fasting, which is why it's important to, to have a good spiritual director or at least an accountability partner to to check our fasting and prayer mm. life. Yeah, really you know, maybe that we're not being too lazy or that we're not being too overzealous. I'm sure I'm sure Thomas Thomas Aquinas, I'm sure he says something mm. about how, you know, you shouldn't try to do too much and then get it wrong, because that's like you know that's worse than not having done it mm. in the first place or something like that can you know? i also add that i really enjoy that you're on first name terms with thomas aquinas uh, there. i wish i was on better terms with you <laughs> if i'm honest love thomas good but, old uh, thomas you know yeah real real thomas to be listening there and <laughs> laughing at my uh my quotation anyway um yeah the point is we need to we need to do things as st paul says um he says that you know i subdue my body in order to come closer to god and this isn't repression hear me properly here this isn't i'm not saying repress your sexual desires repress your desire for connection and friendship and good food and laughter and things i'm not saying repress those but i am saying uh, accept them don't indulge them uh, and ask the lord to transform the negative parts of those desires and use those desires to point you towards him because every good thing in this world is designed to point us towards god mm. but it can be used in a wrong way and yeah. so through fasting and prayer we can reorientate our desires to focus yeah. ourselves more on god and you just as you were speaking there i was thinking about another way actually that this really speaks to me which is 
just you know simple things throughout the day for example you can guarantee the second i sit down on the sofa the toddler wants me to get up and go and play of course or he wants me to go and get something for him that's right in front of him and he could definitely get himself but for some reason mummy has to do it Mm -hmm. and nothing in me wants to get off the sofa you know i haven't sat down all day i've just had that relief of sinking into a really comfy sofa and he's asking me to drag myself out but in that moment i have a decision to make over am i going to indulge that desire for myself where i want to sit and relax Mm. You know, woe is me, I haven't had a chance to do that all day. Mm. Or am I going to choose to make a gift of myself yeah. and drag myself off the sofa and go in and, and give him the joy of the game that he wants to play and go yeah. and serve his needs in whatever it is that he needs from me? Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> I really would like some more rest. <laughs> um, so the next step in that uh, timeline is first of all self-mastery following on from that this idea of making a gift of ourselves so what do we mean by that well essentially it means using those desires that we have then been on the process of mastering in order to show love so the bible tells us we love because god first loves us Mm -hmm. so when we receive the the love of god the only right and true action out of that is that we pass on that love in return yeah and that, just like with the toddler in that situation, that act of love does not always come naturally to us. But we have a choice to make of, of whether we are going to give of ourselves. Yeah. So really, in a nutshell, it, it's changing the question we're asking of ourselves to being, instead of what can I get from this, whether it's a situation or a person, changing that into what can I give yeah. here, first and foremost. Hmm okay so we've got this idea of mastering our desires in order to make a sincere gift of ourselves and through that we find ourselves so that third section there it is through mastering ourselves and giving it making a gift of ourselves that we find ourselves and we find in that like true fulfillment true meaning in life and i have to say you know as a as a catholic man as a husband and father I have found this to be true. Sometimes, you know, working in a school, kids will look at me and they'll ask me questions and things. And, you know, I feel like the the question they're really asking is, is it worth it? Mm. Like, is it worth fasting and praying? Is it worth giving up good stuff? Yeah. Giving up all all the things that the world promises us will make us happy. Is it worth it? And I have to say, yes. It doesn't mean my life is easy. It doesn't mean my life is perfect. It doesn't mean that I don't come home some days and feel exhausted, frustrated, downright angry. But doing what I believe God has has called me to do has given me true fulfillment. And you hear about the idea of going off traveling and you know having a gap year and going to some Buddhist temple or something and, and you know being close to or one with God or one with yourself, finding yourself. Mm. I've found myself and my purpose in life coming home after a hard day's work and doing the washing up and realizing that that is my fulfillment Mm. because i'm serving a higher purpose i'm serving the purpose of of my wife i'm serving the purpose of my child and and ultimately i'm i'm serving the one who gave me those people in my life i'm serving the one who has given me charge of and care for those people and to me that's worth far more than than any holiday than any delicious meal than any anything else in this world 
than you know, and, and that that has given me true meaning and true fulfillment in my life i would say yeah absolutely and the thing is yeah there's nothing wrong with <laughs> having a good meal or going off and having a great holiday mm. but ultimately those things are, are treats and if mm. we call them finding ourselves then we're actually doing the opposite which is indulging mm. ourselves rather than mastering ourselves and mm. therefore negating the fact that we've just said we're finding ourselves in the first yeah. place which is quite yeah. ironic yeah. but yeah the the only way that we can truly find ourselves is through this call to make a gift of ourselves yeah and not through you know not through through our work mm. through, you know having the perfect job having the having the amazing career yeah. or having the the perfect body all of these things ultimately whilst if it, if that's what god's calling you to great but it's only through that that gift of yourself to, mm. for others and to him so with that in mind then this idea that we can only find ourselves through making a gift of ourselves the question that we want to leave you with today is very simply how can i make a gift of myself today Don't forget to head over to our website, eternityproject.co.uk, where you can sign up to receive updates on all of our new content, including podcasts, blog posts, and other spiritual reflections on theology of the body. Please also consider giving us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you use and sharing our work with your friends and family. Spread the word. We'll see you next time.